Welcome to BIS Research Deep Tech Podcast. I am your host Devraj Chakravarti. Today we will try to unearth and deep dive into the smart vineyard management market. We will try to talk about value chain challenges and how did TerraViews has work around this entire setup. I have Piyush Harsh, co-founder and CTO TerraView OS with me. Hi Piyush, welcome to the Deep Tech Talk. Thank you so much uh, Devraj. Uh, thank you for inviting me and it's a pleasure for me to be part of this uh, podcast uh, series. So I'll just start with a quote uh, from Ernest Hemingway, one of the most famous writers I have known. Uh, my only regret in life is that I did not drink more wine. I mean it itself tells the importance of wine uh, across many cultures around the globe and it it is also interesting to understand that the entire wine industry is currently generating a revenue of almost 400 to 420 billion dollars annually and it's soon expected to reach uh, 500 500 or 550 billion dollars within 2025 and certainly the backbone of this entire industry is of course the grape farming or the vineyards that are very much very important uh, when it comes to you know adding value to this particular industry alone grape farming or grape production is estimated to be around 80 billion dollars and in which around 38% vineyards across the value chain globally are currently digitized uh, we are talking about the estimated uh, area of 7300000 uh, hectares globally and with that i'll just i just want piyush to introduce himself and talk about his company um uh, hello listeners uh, i am piyush harsh i am the co-founder of teraview and uh, i look after uh, the technology and the innovation aspects uh, within the company uh, at teraview we are building uh, a climate uh, saas platform where uh, we bring in data from multiple sources and then we use our own uh, proprietary uh, ai ml uh, pipelines to uh, make uh, help create intelligence uh, for the practitioners on the ground to take a better decision uh, to grow uh, better grapes and to make better wines in a climate uh, sustainable way so that is uh, in a very short uh, a very short description of telavi devraj perfect so piyush you must agree that wine industry overall including the vineyard production or grape production has a huge impact on you know gdp of very uh, some of the companies we are talking about uh, spain we are talking about italy so what exactly my first question would be how exactly smart or the term digital is contributing to you know improvement in uh, vineyard management and what is exactly the current scenario in smart vineyard management market how do you view it with the perspective of your company and as a member or as a as a part of this entire market so it is true that um, digitalization in the uh, vineyard management um, has been happening for some time now 
what has what has changed recently is the scope of uh, the scope the length and the breadth of the entire digital digitalization in this uh, sector so large organizations um, you know like panorica uh, to name one uh, they have been using tools, uh, they have been using uh, the ERP and the CRM tools to, uh, uh, you know, uh, take take stock of inventory people processes. Um, but what my experience has been with Tel Aviv customers is that in terms of using technology to actually make uh, critical agricultural decisions on the ground, uh, people had been very skeptic. Uh, it was because many um, startups happened in this space over the last five years who promised uh, to provide uh, very accurate data, whether it comes to yield or whether it comes to disease prediction or whether it comes to managing irrigation. And they all uh, fell short one way or another. So there was a lot of skepticism in the ecosystem not in terms of the entire uh, breadth of the digital tools available to the practitioners, but def definitely on those subset of tools which made uh, critical decision-making uh, process easier. And so I think uh, the, the entire ecosystem is now um, being pushed to adopt uh, even these type of tools uh, much more aggressively because of many factors, um, climate change being one, labor shortage being another. Uh, also, over the last several decades, the uh, uh, mismanagement of uh, soil is now also manifesting into a form which is now pushing uh, many of these vineyard uh, property owners and managers to actually also adopt tools such as TerraView to complement the existing digital tools they were using earlier. So okay. that's my assessment. So I guess that's that's pretty agreeable on the fact that yes, uh, there has been a couple of uh, things that we as human have been doing to the soil, to the environment that is putting a huge impact on how we change ourselves with respect to agriculture. Uh, one very important question that arises in my mind is why only vineyard? I mean, if you see the entire precision agriculture market and the smart agriculture field, there is a array of companies that are focusing on a variety of crops. Why are you only focusing on vineyards only? Or are you trying uh, to create a niche in, in this particular ecosystem? So um, as a startup, one has to create a, a unique space for themselves. And uh, TerraView um, is not the only startup in agri-tech uh, space or climate tech space. So uh, there, was, there were two factors uh, that um, made us uh, stick to only one uh, crop type uh, being vineyards in this case. One was a clear um, uh, messaging that, you know, uh, we, we really want to solve uh, the entire length and the breadth of the problem uh, space uh, for the viticulturists. And uh, the uh, other uh, uh, being financial. So if uh, vineyard or grape growing is, is one such market where the profit margin has been consistently high. 
So although because of many geopolitical situations, the profit margin has been decreasing over time, uh, over the last few years. Uh, but uh, if you look into the data, uh, they were consistently uh, with a profit margin of 38 to 40 percent, which now has come down to around 30 percent in the last couple of years, meaning that such players have cash that they can use to adopt uh, cutting edge technology solutions, which may not be the case in uh, arable crops like uh, soybean or, or wheat or rice, uh, for instance. So that was these were the two main factors for us to stick to, um, to vineyards. Perfect. And with that note, you talked about uh, the overall uh, revenues and uh, the the profit margins. So is there a difference when you deploy smart technologies in, in a grape farming as compared to, you know, field crops or commercial crops such as wheat, barley or maize? Is there a difference in technology or the technology remains same? It's just the execution and how exactly it is being adopted? So, so the technique, the technological philosophy behind it remains the same. Um, uh, it's largely using the same uh, geospatial data sources to uh, create a more informed uh, decision-making process for the users. But um, the use of technology in uh, vineyards uh, actually become much more challenging uh, than large arable crops because the the sheer size of the property. Uh, is very, very small. Uh, if you talk about uh, wheat plantations or rice plantations, they sometimes happen over hundreds of acres of land. But when you talk about the land holding size uh, in, uh, in vineyards, um, from let's say from European perspective, um, there are a lot of owners with a smaller uh, land parcel size, let's say uh, seven to eight hectares is the, is the very common uh, holding size in, in Europe. Uh, of course, for large enterprise uh, uh, users, the land holding is much larger. Um, so that creates a, a very unique uh, problem where the low resolution satellite data uh, becomes by itself not very useful. Uh, it, it remains useful for large arable crops because the area involved is larger, but for smaller uh, land holding, it becomes a little bit more difficult to work with. Also, um, in vineyard, uh, the land topography makes a lot of uh, difference on how the data is to be um, perceived. The inter-row spacing between vines or inter-vine spacing uh, on the property differs a lot depending on whether that region is a rainfall surplus region or a rainfall deficit region. Uh, whether the local regulations in play allow irrigation at all or not. Uh, but generally for large arable uh, crops, um, uh, especially concerning irrigation, those regulations generally permit, um, you know, uh, human control irrigation apparatuses to be deployed. So because of all of these factors, um, even though the underlying technology philosophy remains the same, the application and the presentation of data becomes much more challenging for the vineyard use case. In my view. Okay. And to add on to that, uh, I just like view wine as something, it, it's part of European culture. The three major countries, or you know, the leading countries that are producing uh, grapes are France, Italy, and Spain. 
they're all situated in europe and europe also tend to have a very strict policy when it comes to sustainability so europeans are in the forefront when it comes to adopting technology especially uh, if it is related to sustainability and reaching you know uh, carbon neutral status especially when it comes to agriculture and related activities so this is something i perceive as a challenge when it comes to other regions let's say india let's say china let's say the entire asia pacific or middle east uh, turn countries or maybe i mean if we leave middle eastern countries let's say the south american countries the policies are not that stringent when it comes to adoption or they are not supportive to the technology this is one challenge that i feel is very much important for all the companies to address so what do you think what are the other challenges in the entire value chain for this particular technology for this particular market and how would you be addressing uh, absolutely so um as i said so european union uh, is very aggressive on reaching uh, net carbon neutral status across all value chain proposition elements here uh, even though um this may not be the most important uh, regulatory focus in other regions this is still uh, coming up now because of the cop uh, cop 26 um, and the global agreement on reducing the carbon footprint every country is now making effort in this direction even if let's say hypothetically some countries are a little bit behind although i believe everyone is now coming up and catching up to the uh, more advanced countries there are other challenges uh, which is not regulatory in nature it's uh, more uh, human in nature so labor shortages labor shortages in agriculture is now becoming a global phenomena the reason is most of the um, uh, human uh, population as a general uh, object uh, is becoming better trained uh, because of the globalization and freedom of movement of of people uh not many people from the younger generation wants to come into agriculture so this is something completely independent of the regulatory framework uh so that's another major challenge uh which regardless of the region uh the uh, agriculture practitioners have to uh fix and so carbon neutrality sustainable farming or not uh, labor uh, shortage becomes a major uh impetus to adoption of technology also that's my view okay so we can agree on the point that it's more economic impact rather than you know uh, socio economic impact i mean or environmental impact so it's rather the the amount of labor that is must be deployed is lacking and i i believe that is why a majority of the countries <clears throat> which are in europe are trying to adopt these technologies because i believe most of these countries are facing the same challenge lack of skilled labor when it comes to agriculture especially if we look at the example of italy there is there is one article which i read a couple of days ago which states that italy is one of the only countries in europe where almost 80% of the agricultural lands are being served by especially uh, migrant workers from india pakistan or other parts of the world so i i can agree on that point however we can agree that <clears throat> this is more economical rather than mm-hmm. just something that uh, environment is dictating us to do and of course 
policies are if they are friendly to the technology the adoption is more easier right yes yes definitely so uh, regulatory push uh, is is a big contributory factor to adoption uh, for sure uh, my personal opinion is even if there is a regulatory uh, framework uh, which is a bit lacking in certain geographical region because of the climate change which is global in nature the on the ground practitioners will still feel the pressure from the climate change so if on the ground practitioners despite the regulatory framework being lacking um is uh is educated and forward thinking uh they uh, they are open to adopt technology although i do agree with you that if there is a regulatory framework in place uh, it makes the technology adoption much more easier okay so let, let's talk about a little bit of economics behind this we talked about how the technological philosophy remains same when it comes to deployment of technology to vineyards and uh, other commercial crops uh, one one of the research papers that i read it it tells that uh, uh, the vrd technologies and other precision technologies are if applied they have the potential to increase the efficiency of overall crop by 80% you get almost 50 to 70% of better yields and mm-hmm. the overall cost is reduced by a percentage of at least 80% when it is completely deployed and if it's some portion it can vary up to 30% also so mm-hmm. does that apply to vineyards also or here the economics are a little bit different no it definitely does apply to vineyard also um so uh, we in fact in terraview do use uh, um variable uh, rate uh, differential irrigation as well as evapotranspiration data to optimize um uh, irrigation for our customers this is in fact in conjunction with that if you talk about the fertigation mode where you not are are, are just using water uh, but you are also supplying nutrient uh, through the water medium uh, has a very very strong potential of uh, of improving the soil health upkeep so before the use of technology uh, people would have been using uh, uh fungicides and pesticides uh, just out of abundance of caution to you know prevent against botrytis or uh, mildew um, which again because of climate change is becoming more and more uh, recurrent um, so because of high temperatures high humidity mildew is becoming more and more frequent uh, occurrent uh, in europe than before and what that led to was uh indiscriminate use of uh, copper based uh, uh pesticides which would then uh, in the long term uh, pollute uh, the soil uh, with copper poisoning which is what is being seen now in in most of the mature uh, vineyard properties and okay. through variable rate uh, fertigation and irrigation uh, with the knowledge of uh, per vine evapotranspiration rates you can control exactly the amount of nutrition needed in a per in a per uh, sector basis minimizing the overuse of of uh, pesticides and nutrient uh, thereby contributing to the upkeep of the soil health okay so pius uh, let we are moving towards end of the session we so we'll be very uh, brief about what we might be doing now one of the most important things that always comes to my mind when it comes to technology is that the technology or that entire uh, framework of technology is it 
possible to integrate that with upcoming technologies or new technologies. Just to give you a brief example, uh, we have all this smart infrastructure. So we have IoT, we have uh, we have already deployed IoT in various farms across the world. It is capable of collecting data uh, starting from soil moisture in the soil, nutrients, uh, overall weather, the quality of plant or the yield. You can entirely, I mean, monitor entire fields using these technologies. One of the technologies that I find most interesting that is upcoming, it's not yet in the field, is AR, augmented reality. There are a few cases where you integrate augmented reality with the existing system. You just have to wear a glass, a Google Glass or something like that, or you can also carry a laptop, uh, a visual device that has a camera on it. It gives you real-time data. You don't have to do it somewhere else. I mean, you just walk around the field and you have the real-time data with you. Is it possible to integrate AR with the current technologies that are being deployed? How exactly other technologies will also work in this scenario? I mean, there are other technologies that are coming in. We have 5G infrastructure that is, you know, putting a huge impact that's going to increase the speed on how two devices are going to interact. So what's yeah. your overview on that? I think um, the interaction between different uh, technology elements uh, in this uh, ecosystem uh, is going to be very strong, um, uh, you know, uh, looking forward in the future. All these points that you said um, is something uh, that uh, me in my innovation team, we are already experimenting with in one uh, form or another. Um, so at, at TerraView, uh, when you talked about the augment, augmented reality AR, um, we toyed with the idea, although, uh, you know, being a startup, you, we have to prioritize one thing over another. So that um, uh, took a bit of a back burner. But imagine a scenario where you, uh, uh, using AR, uh, put the intelligence that we generate from the uh, smart vineyard, vineyard management um, software, such as Teleview, into the the view of the people wearing the head class, uh, right? So uh, they can look at the wine, uh, they can get uh, all the key metrics of the wine, they can look at the evapotranspiration, they can look at how the um, uh, the wine from a health perspective is, is looking right now, whether there are any signs of uh, various diseases or deficiencies, all of this could be placed side by side in the person's view. Now, when it comes to such uh, technology, you can, in fact, even automate it. You can actually use it as uh, in conjunction with a robotic fleet. Uh, we mm -hmm. are right now experimenting uh, with a property in France as part of one of the uh, public funded uh, project uh, in Tel Aviv, uh, where we are integrating a robotic fleet uh, in a vineyard property in France uh, with the Tel Aviv platform. Uh, where we will feed in uh, the localized sector by sector intelligence into the, into the robotic fleet. And when that fleet is tasked with doing either a survey or uh, doing a pesticide spray, uh, the collaboration of, of uh, data from the platform and on the ground information which the fleet will have, uh, there's a massive, massive uh, uh, scope of uh, optimization there. So I'm, I'm very, very... Um, excited uh, with the scope of integration with various technologies that the future has to bring. 5G, the same thing. Um, there are um, uh, organizations, especially large organizations that are very, very um, uh, aware of data ownership issues. 
And right now, uh, because we are a SaaS platform, we bring all the data into our cloud and then we process it there. Uh, but some organizations are hesitant. So we are experimenting with the use of uh, localized uh, uh, 5G uh, front and back end um, setup, where we actually do uh, all the relevant data processing for a particular customer at site uh, using edge nodes um, that interact in a, uh, in an intelligent uh, way uh, by, by means of data sharing between the edge nodes and the uh, central data centers being the cloud. So uh, the future is very, very bright. I mean, I, I cannot agree more that yes, of course, the future is very much bright. I believe uh, my last question would be to you is, what exactly do you see for TerraView from now? I mean, if you talk about the companies that are involved, there are huge number of companies that are involved in precision agriculture market, the overall market, and there are some companies that are very huge. We're talking about uh, Trimble, we're talking about Yanmar, we're talking about TJet Technologies, and uh, AgriV also. AgriV recently has become so huge across Europe as well as Asia Pacific that we have to include them as one of the leading players when it comes to technology. What what about TerraView? What what is your plan? How do you want to grow, or which areas do you want to grow? Just to uh, add to that uh, question, I mean, recently it has been uh, it was published that in 2017, Maharashtra, in Maharashtra, India, it recorded nearly 40% crop loss in vineyards due to certain temperature drops. I mean, mm -hmm. India itself is growing to become one of the leading uh, vineyard. Uh, suppliers or wine suppliers or grape suppliers do you think it's one of the potential areas that you want to expand or one of the potential regions what's your view on that um def definitely um india especially the the, the pune range uh, uh, region uh, where uh, i think grower and sula vineyards are located uh, is very up and coming um winemaking region in the country there is definitely potential to expand there Terraview as a whole, uh, now we are, um, uh, are very aggressively uh, looking to work with uh, like-minded companies in Europe uh, to expand uh, uh, from uh, vineyard uh, to other similar crop crops, uh, such as um, uh, walnuts uh, and olives. And okay. um, so uh, in the next uh, couple of years, you will see uh, Terraview uh, going into a collaboration with uh, uh, other like-minded companies in this space uh, having complementary um, uh, offerings to combine into, uh, let's say, a one-stop uh, precision agriculture uh, intelligence uh, generator uh, in this space. We aspire to become one of the leading um, uh, intelligence uh, provider in this space, in, in Europe at least in the next couple of years. That was so interesting. Thank you so much, Piyush, for taking your time to coming on and sharing the work that you guys are doing in the smart vineyard domain. I'm super excited and I know our listeners would be too. Thanks for listening to Deep Talk podcast by BIS Research. In case you wish to know more about different industries, do visit our website at bisresearch.com and read through the different market intelligence studies that I have been published by us across industries. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on Spotify and Amazon Music.